What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 4040 Vision Podcast. We're so excited to bring you today's episode. But first, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of 4040 Shorts from the 4040 Vision Podcast. I'm your host, Colette Abdallah. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the evolution of the NBA goon or NBA tough guy in the last 30, 40 years. What prompted this topic in my mind was some of the antics that we've seen from guys like Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks in the NBA playoffs. Just to refresh your memory, Dylan Brooks, after game two of the uh, playoff series against the LA Lakers, had a, a pretty good game. And the Grizzlies tied up the series 1-1 despite not having John Morant on their team. And reporters, I forget what exactly the question was, but the reporters asked Dylan Brooks if he feared or respected LeBron or whatever it might be. And he basically said that LeBron is old and I don't respect him unless he drops 40 on me. So he was poking the bear, so to speak. A lot of people talked about the lack of respect that he showed to one of the all-time greats and he ended up getting busted up in game four by LeBron and, you know, he gave him 40. <laughs> he gave him 20 points, 20 rebounds, and he made Dylan Brooks look stupid, basically. And after both games, actually game three and game four, Dylan Brooks kind of dropped this villain uh, mask that he was wearing. And he basically blamed the media, guys like me, guys like you on Twitter, for turning him into a villain and saying that he's not really a villain. So on the other side of the – or in the same bracket, I should say, on the Western Conference, Draymond Green notoriously uh, stomped or stepped on Domas Sabonis' chest in one of the early games in that uh, Warriors-King series. He was ejected from that game for that offense. He got a flagrant two, and he was suspended for game three, which the Warriors ended up winning. And, and as of today, we're recording the episode on April 28th. The Warriors are up, or sorry, April 27th, and the Warriors are up 3-2 against the Kings. There was a lot of talk about Draymond and some of the, again, antics and violent acts that he's done over the years and some of the insane things that he's done uh, during these Warriors playoffs, whether it's not letting LeBron step over him, kicking Steven Adams in the groin multiple times, and there's been a bunch of compilations we can say about of Draymond doing things that are just over the line, we can say, in, in the rules of the NBA. And what I wanted to talk about was how these guys, Draymond, Dylan Brooks, maybe you throw in Pat Beverly in there, have represent or have evolved and represent the most recent evolution of the NBA goon or tough guy. So if you think back in the 80s, the quintessential NBA tough guy was Bill Lambeer. He was known for being dirty. He was throwing forearm shivers. He was undercutting guys in the paint when they would go up for layups. But I think aside from Bill Lambeer, the NBA in general was tougher, a little more violent. Not tougher to play because I think this era is tougher to play because of the spacing and the conditioning and the running and all that stuff. But from a pure violence perspective, guys were actually fighting. Guys were throwing punches. Rudy Tomjanovich got his face broken in by somebody. Uh, guys were throwing elbows and punching and not getting suspended. So in general, the NBA was more violent. 
So you had space for a guy like Bill Lambier to be extra violent. Another guy that that fits that mold is Charles Oakley, who was you know famously in um, Michael Jordan's goon for a couple of years in Chicago, maybe one year in Chicago, and then he goes to uh, New York, where he continues being that goon for these those really good Knicks teams in the '90s. And the '90s were similar to the '80s, where guys were fighting. We all remember those famous clips from the Knicks Heat series in the '90s, where I believe it was Alonzo Mourning that was fighting and uh, Jeff Van Gundy's literally holding onto his leg to slow him down. And the NBA again, in general was just a lot more violent. They let things go. Guys weren't getting suspended for coming off the bench. You had guys throwing punches and not getting thrown out of games in high profile playoff games. And of course in this era, there's been a lot of change in the opposite direction where the league has put an emphasis on, a lack of violence. If anything is deemed flagrant or excessive, you're getting either a flagrant one. And if it's considered violent, then you're getting a flagrant two and you're done for the rest of the game. So there's things that Draymond, Pat Beverly, Dylan Brooks, and a multitude of other guys are doing, which may not even be intentional, but it's not the NBA's job to judge intent. But these guys are getting thrown out because these acts are violent or excessive. But what Draymond, Dylan Brooks, and Pat Beverly are doing is they're not necessarily being violent in the same way that Charles Oakley or Bill Lambier are doing. They're not throwing forearm shivers while a guy's in the air. Well, maybe Dylan Brooks is because he did take out Gary Payton the second last year and busted his elbow, but it's just a different kind of violence. What these guys are doing is they're doing a little bit of WWE heel stuff where they're puffing their chest out, poking their chest out, poking the other guy in the chest with a finger, doing all that stuff just to rile these guys up and get in their heads. So, of course, there is some violence that comes with that. But I think what these guys really excel at is the implied violence of what they're doing, especially Draymond. I think in an era where he's you know, playing on one of the teams that some would say is one of the more finesse teams in NBA history. Uh, he's playing alongside two of the greatest shooters of all time. But there's still an element of toughness and implied violence that he brings to the game. There's a lot of times where he crosses the line. The Sabonis incident is a great example. Uh, the LeBron incident, not so much of a great example, but that was just kind of the tipping point for the NBA that year where they decided, okay, enough was enough. You've done too many of these shenanigans or antics in the playoffs. So you got to be suspended for a game. But again, it's the implied violence. It's the fact that if you do get too physical with Steph Curry, you're going to have to deal with Draymond. If you do get too physical with Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson in one way or another, you're going to have to deal with Draymond. If you put a little extra oomph in your screens, he's going to match that. He might get a technical, he might get a flagrant for it, but he's the guy that's willing to do that. And I think that's really important. What separates Draymond from guys like Pat Beverly and Dylan Brooks, who try to do the same thing but are just not as effective, is the lack of success that these guys have. It's it's what these guys bring to the game. Dylan Brooks is a slightly above average player, we can say. Pat Beverly, same thing, slightly above average player. But there's no, they don't inspire the same fear because 
they're just not that good. <laughs> and it's honestly a credit to them. If you think about these three guys, Draymond, Dylan Brooks, Pat Beverly, there's a common thread. These guys were all second round picks. And if you know anything about the NBA, second round picks usually don't last very long in this league. They don't become stars. They don't become superstars. A lot of times they don't really even become rotational players in the NBA. And to their credit, all three of these guys have become good rotation players at, at worst, we can say. But again, the fact that Draymond has been able to contribute to several titles and is still contributing to a legitimate contender is what sets him apart and is what really, I think, irks a lot of fans is because there's a conversation that they have internally about Draymond is just a goon. He's just a dirty player. Uh, he's not that good. But at the same time, he's used in arguments against the legacies of Steph Curry and Kevin Durant because they say, well, Steph Curry has Draymond. Steph Curry has an all-star and Draymond's been an all-star in the past. While guys like Pat Beverly and Dylan Brooks, they are fringe players, rotational players. So everything they do is taken with a grain of salt, a little bit of comedy attached to it because they really are like pantomime wrestling villains, right? Pat Beverly can say wild things like, oh, LeBron and AD, I don't get to play with them. They get to play with me because <laughs> I made the playoffs last year and they did it because he made the play-in and, and they were sitting out of the playoffs. And he can puff his chest out and do his little peacock thing and do all that. And people kind of laugh at it. It's funny when he does it, right? Because, oh, he's, he – you know, hits a layup against LeBron, does the too small celebration. And again, it's funny when he does it. Dylan Brooks, same thing, right? People don't really take him seriously as a player. He definitely takes himself more seriously than than the fans do. So his antics are really are pro wrestling. And it's funny. You know, if he talks to talks smack to LeBron, says, Oh, you know, LeBron's old. I don't respect him because of whatever, whatever. We kind of laugh at it. Like, okay, sure, dude. Do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to do to, to to hype yourself up, but you know don't poke the bear. And he did. But again, it's funny when Draymond does it because of the success that that he's had, because of the success that's attached with his name. It's not funny when he does it, at least not to other fans. It's it's upsetting. They it gets nobody gets fans more riled up than Draymond does. Whether it's uh, doing things that are, again are downright violent, borderline violent, whether he's dragging guys down. I remember last year in the NBA Finals, he had a little bit of a tussle with Jalen Brown, pulled his shorts down a little bit. And to be honest, he kind of punked Jalen Brown and the rest of the Celtics. And that's why it's just, it's not funny when he does it. It's not really funny for the Warriors fans because it's exasperating having <laughs> to defend this guy and watching him do his thing. But because of his success, there's a bit more seriousness attached. There's a lot more intent that gets attached. So anything he does because of his reputation, because of his past, anything he does is going to get magnified. And I think what's brilliant about Draymond is that he's figured out that whatever I do is going to be placed under such a magnifying glass that I can do things to shake the foundation of a series. I can do things to change the direction of a series and really put his own footprint, you know, no pun intended, 
on the series by having that violent moment and setting the tone. I know in the last year's finals, it, it almost got out of control. And there was a one point where Steph Curry purposely did a really uh, exuberant celebration in game four to take the focus away from Draymond because he was hearing it from the crowd. And it almost went out of control. But of course, he had Steph Curry as that guiding light and kind of stabilizing force to to, to right the ship. So in this year's playoffs, the series really flipped after game two. Domas Sabonis was he was doing okay in game one, but he had a pretty good game two. And I, I think he was really finding his footing. But I think the physicality and violence that Draymond brought to the series and the intensity, I think the in, absolute intensity that he brings is what separates him from a lot of these other guys. And like I said, these are all second-round picks that were not highly heralded. They were not expected to do much in the league, but through sheer force of will through sheer confidence they've been able to make their imprint on the league pat beverly's had a long career dylan brooks's career is just getting started and i think uh, the confidence that these guys bring the irrational confidence that these guys bring is what sets them apart sometimes it's to the detriment of their own team and i think with draymond he's realized that i can puff my chest out i can be as confident as i want but i'm not going to be jacking up threes like dylan brooks i know my role I know that the toughness and the playmaking and the rebounding and all that and the defense that I bring is a secondary element to setting guys up like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole and all these superior offensive players. So I think Draymond, he really represents the evolution of the goon, as I said, where he's realized that the sheer violence that guys like Bill Lambeer and Charles Oakley played with, that's not allowed anymore in the NBA. But the implied violence that he plays with, the little bit of extra that he gives on a screen, or if he gets tangled up with someone, he might lay on them or grab them a little bit more. It's enough to shake things up. It's enough to shake things, shake guys out of their, their routine. Because, you know, these star players that he's guarding, these, these bigs or wings that he's guarding – they want to play clean basketball. They just want to play basketball. And he's saying, we're going to play basketball, but we're going to wrestle a little bit. We're going to tussle a little bit. We're going to get a little bit physical as well. And that's what's really interesting. That's what he brings to the table. So it's it's one of those things that you can't really quantify. And it's easy for the most part to look at his stats and you can clown on him and call him the triple single guy. And he's a guy that he scored 20 points in game five against um, the Kings and he hadn't scored 20 or more points in four years up to, up to this point. So it's just not what he does. And in an era where there's inflated scoring, inflated rebounding, he's a guy that's still not putting up big numbers, but in a big spot, it's really hard to overstate the importance of this guy to his team in terms of the physicality and all that. So you can call him a goon, you can call him a tough guy, you can call him a dirty player, you can call him uh, a bitch <laughs> like the Boston Celtics fans did or the Kings fans did uh, in this series. And more often than not, he's going to come out on top. And it's, you know, maybe you could say it's all Steph Curry, it's all Klay Thompson, but he's one of the common denominators as well. And I think um, it deserves a longer pod to talk about the divisiveness of Draymond Green and, and what he does and what he brings to the table. But really, he's just, he's the ultimate goon, NBA tough guy, 
for this era of the NBA, the era of pace and space and movement and all that. And as a Warriors fan, it has been exasperating at times having to defend this guy. It's 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 exhausting sometimes having to defend the the antics, but we know that more often than not, once again, it it is a key ingredient in the recipe that's made this Warriors dynasty so great. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know he's one of the most divisive players of this era. I'd love to hear what you guys think about Draymond Green. Hopefully some thoughtful responses, not just insulting him and, and all that. So that's it for our show. Please let us know what you guys think. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the 4040 Vision podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. We are on all the social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at 4040 Vision Pod. So make sure to follow us and leave us some likes there. Thanks, y'all. Peace out.